Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. And everybody wants to lead this healthy lifestyle, and it's a big, exciting thing when you finally do find your way to this path of wellness. Um, but as you are finding your way to this path of wellness, there is a lot of uh, speculation, there is a lot of things that you read, there's a lot of things that you see that may or may not be true. And one of the bigger things that you may come across that uh, may be very confusing for people is what and how much um, of carbohydrates and limits of carbohydrates that you should take in. Um, as a nutritional coach, as a nutritionist, um, I have to say that this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions that I'm faced with every single day. Um, and as I was having this conversation with a client of mine who uh, I have been working with now for probably 13 years, um, and just the other day she was asking me about carbs. And this person is very well educated um, when it comes to uh, nutrition. She knows and understands nutrition. Um, and even she was confused about carbohydrates and what types of carbohydrates you should take in. So it inspired me to do the show. Um, as I onboard people uh, into my program, the very first thing oftentimes people ask me is how much carbs is on your plan. Um, they're panicked. Uh, it's, it's almost as if they don't want to eat carbs, but they're sitting there um, coming to me after being doused with many, many um, uh, foods that are high in carbohydrates. So what I'm trying to say is people eat them. Our society is full of them. We have foods that are very, very high in carbohydrates. And there is a lot of confusion amongst the consumers as to which carbs are good and which carbs are bad. And I'm here to tell you that uh, it's not so much which carbs, but it is how you eat them, uh, what you eat them with, and obviously the portions um, of, of which you consume them. Uh, a survey of over 3,000 people found that women were twice as likely as men to suffer from carb guilt, even though they are more than likely to be of a healthier weight. Nearly everyone I help lose weight initially considers carbs as being 
poisonous. Uh, now, I know the word poisonous is a little bit of a, of a strong term, but like I told you, so often people have this carb phobia. And initially, it takes a lot of trust uh, in me and in my process to get them to understand that you do need some carbs. Um, but is this actually really changing the minds of people? Um, it really only works uh, in the minds of people that see it actually work. Um, and it, it is all about trusting that process. It's all about putting that work uh, into action and seeing it actually uh, pan out. Um, but is is all of this low carb uh, in our industry really making Americans thinner? Um, and the answer to that is, uh, it is, but temporarily. And that is the biggest piece to this puzzle that people are missing. And I've said this before, in my shows, um, it is a, uh, a, a quick fix. Uh, Low-carb dieting does work, but it is not sustainable. It is temporary, and people tend to only see that piece instead of looking at the big picture. Um, I just got done talking to uh, a group of members during a webinar that uh, we so often focus on before and after pictures. We look at the before and we look at the after, and we we don't pay attention to all of the frustration all of the hard work that takes that person uh, to get from that before to that after. And when we see success stories and we see and hear somebody that has lost a lot of weight on a quick fix diet, such as a low carb diet, um, we often don't see what that person looks like a year later. Um, we're catching the after picture uh, right after they have dieted. We want to know what they look like a year later. Um, we want to look know what they look like 10 years later. To me, that is sustainability. Um, and so, so the big picture means how realistic is this. So no carbs are the same. Um, there are different types of carbs. Many whole foods that are high in carbohydrates are incredibly healthy and nutritious. And so often people eliminate them from their diet for the wrong reasons. On the other hand, refined or simple carbs have had most of their nutrients and fibers removed. And those are the ones that you don't want in your diet. Eating refined carbs is linked drastically to the increased risks of many diseases, including obesity, heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. Almost every nutritional expert agrees that refined carbs should be eliminated, especially in people that have uh, high risks of those diseases. However, they still remain an incredibly high source of dietary carbs in most countries. Um, and so I'm going to explain the differences um, in this show between refined carbs and what they are and how they are bad for your health. And just like anything, um, uh, if you have it in moderation, uh, you can certainly have it. But when we let our guard down and we don't pay attention to the amount of, of intake that we have, um, that is where we're going to fall into trouble. So most people are unaware of 
how many carbohydrates they're actually eating. Uh, the recommended daily allowance is about one third of the person's daily caloric intake. But when asked what that might be in food, most people have no idea what that is. And in fact, they will significantly underestimate it. A correct balance would be a bowl of breakfast cereal. Now, let me be clear about this. Um, a cereal bowl, not a salad bowl. And if you want to know the correct portion, you need to look at what the cereal box says. Um, and typically, um, and very sadly, in fact, it's usually two-thirds of a cup or a cup. And that is one serving size of carbohydrates. Um, on the back of the, the cereal box, you'll also notice it'll give you a gram amount. And typically, a normal gram amount of carbohydrates per serving is going to be about 40 to 50 grams of carbohydrates. Um, that's going to be about two slices of bread. Um, that's going to be about a half a cup to one cup of pasta or rice, um, or about two pancakes and not the ones that you get at restaurants. Um, so this is what we should be eating. Uh, the differences are... When we sit down and we have a bowl of cereal, um, typically it's not two-thirds of a cup. Typically it is much, much larger. Uh, when we sit down and we have a bowl of pasta, it's, it's more than likely three or four cups of pasta, which now puts you at about 120 carbohydrates. So there is the difference. And this is why carbs are viewed as being bad. Um, it's not the carbs, it's the amount of carbs. So it's not quite what people think. We have been taught early on from the 1950s um, that carbs can humble our health. Um, but because of this, um, what we're not seeing is it's the amount that we eat. And oftentimes we overindulge and we go to restaurants that give us large portions and that causes us to overindulge. Yet, I will agree that eating carbs um, is, is delightful and sitting down with a big bowl of, bowl of pasta can be uh, amazing. But what you really should do is pair it with a protein um, and a fat because now you are going to, uh, first off, uh, not have the desire to eat so much. And second off, um, it's going to balance the nutrients, um, which is going to help uh, the way that your body digests all the carbohydrates. So instead of trying to cut out all the carbohydrates, um, what you should do is focus on uh, avoiding the amount and pairing those carbohydrates with the protein and the fat. So hopefully that is one big way of looking at it. Uh, the other way is looking at the type of carbohydrates that you're eating. There are carbohydrates that have sugars and there are carbohydrates that don't have sugars. So one thing I wanna point out, um, since our society is really big on tracking macros, um, and if you are not somebody that tracks macros and you don't know what macros are, uh, carbohydrate is a macronutrient. Um, and a lot of these uh, fitness trackers, in fact, they all have uh, macro uh, charts that track your carbohydrates. What they don't do is they don't track the difference between a refined carbohydrate, one that has sugars, and a uh, complex carbohydrate, one that is uh, zero sugar and healthy for you. So let me give you an example. 
uh, you might have one person that is sitting down with a healthy bowl of whole wheat pasta. And the healthy bowl of whole wheat pasta might have uh, 40 grams of carbohydrates and no sugar. Um, that is going to get processed differently um, than the person sitting right next to them that's eating a chocolate brownie. Um, the chocolate brownie might have 40 grams of carbohydrates, but 32 grams of sugar. Um, they can both log that in their fitness tracker, and both fitness trackers are going to show um, the same amount of carbs, the same percentage of carbs. So it can be very, very, very misleading. So what you need to do is look at the sugars, um, not so much the actual carbohydrates. So when people are on my meal plan, first thing I do is I look at uh, the carbs um, and then I mosey on down and I look at the sugar column. Um, the other thing that's going to happen is if you eat something that has a lot of sugar, it's going to spike your insulin levels, which is going to cause you to want to eat um, more sugar. So a couple tips here, your food pairing, like I said, um, you want to avoid the refined carbohydrates. These are the ones that are higher in sugar, lower in fiber. Um, and these are going to be your candies, you're going to be your sodas. Um, and you want to eat the ones that are complex, um, that have the higher fiber and uh, the lower sugar. And obviously keep your portions uh, uh, smaller. Um, all right, so moving on with this. You all heard me say that one third of your daily calories should come from carbohydrates, and that is correct. However, uh, you should not bank them for the end of the day. And this is another huge misconception that people will make. Uh, I see it all the time. People will keep their carbs low uh, to no carbs uh, for breakfast. Uh, they will eliminate carbs all day in their lunch. Um, in their snacks. Um, and then at dinner, they will sit down with a huge baked potato um, or an enormous bowl of rice. Um, and that is not going to work uh, because your body is not going to be able to break down uh, 150 grams of carbohydrates all in one sitting. Um, in fact, it's going to just sit there. It's going to pull over. Um, it's going to turn into sugar, um, which is then going to turn into fat. And that is why people think uh, eating a diet that has carbohydrates is not good for you. So the way I like to explain this to people is uh, when, when you do that, when you, when you save your carbohydrates and you consume them all in one sitting, um, it is the same exact uh, concept as uh, not watering your house plants all day long. Um, and, and leaving them waterless and letting that soil dry all day uh, until the end of the day and then dumping in an entire quart of water uh, right at dinner time and watching that soil that's all dried up uh, suck down that water. Well, we all know what's going to happen. It's going to pull over. It's going to dump out into that tray and what you see in that tray and, and floating all over the countertop, uh, that overflow, is is your your carbohydrates that are not being 
consumed, not being used, um, and turning into eventually fat. So unless you're going to get up and do a lot of exercise (laughs) uh, the next day, uh, I don't recommend doing that. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I am talking about carbohydrates and the truth about carbs. Um, 60% of Americans are carb-phobic and have carb guilt. Eating refined carbs um, is drastically linked to many diseases, but eating healthy carbs is something that we really, really need. Um, So I want to define what some refined carbs are. Um, I know I touched upon it, but I want to give you some real examples. Um, Processed sugars, um, table sugar, high fructose corn syrup, agave syrup. Uh, Yes, I said agave. I know that is a healthy buzzword right now, um, but it is a sugar. Um, There's 75 different names for sugar, and those are all refined. Um, I don't care if it's coconut sugar. I don't care if it's beet sugar. It's still sugar. Um, Refined grains. Um, These are grains that have had the fiber pulled out. And uh, the the nutritious parts have been removed. And this means that uh, they're not uh, as digested and you're not going to get the same benefits. Um, Refined carbs have been stripped of all the vitamins and minerals. And for this reason, they're pretty much just empty calories. They're going to make you feel full and they do taste delicious, I must say. But they do have a high glycemic index, which means they lead to rapid sugar spikes and insulin levels after meals. So this insulin spike tends to lead to overeating. Um, And what happens then is you have that feeling and that desire of wanting to keep eating. Um, You know, that feeling you get after you eat a big Italian meal where you kind of want sugar, you want dessert, um, you want pasta, you want snacks, you want more sweets. Um, That is exactly what the uh, insulin spike does. Um, Eating a lot of refined carbs can cause all these negative health effects. But like I said, not all carbs are bad. So eating a carbohydrate-rich whole food diet can be really uh, beneficial. Plants are high in carbs. Um, Beet root vegetables are very high in carbs. Legumes are high in carbs, but these are all good. Oats and barley are amazing for you. Um, People are following these carb-restricted diets for no reason um, because they see the word carb and they are eliminating all of these things out of their diet because they think it is causing them to lose weight. And uh, it's actually uh, been the cause of uh, blaming carbohydrates for the current obesity epidemic, and that's truly not the cause. Um, Not all carbs are created equal. I want you to think of it this way. Processed junk foods are sugar and refined grains. Those are the fattening carbs. Whole fiber-rich foods are the healthy carbs. In fact, um, on my diet, on my meal plan, uh, every single meal and mini meal has a carbohydrate. It's a must. And uh, every single person that participates in my program will tell you that they have more energy, they feel better, 
And of course, they're losing weight. Um, they have more focus. Um, they're, they're feeling like their energy is at their highest amount because if you don't have carbohydrates, that's when you're gonna feel um, yourself dragging. Um, now, one thing that does happen um, when you do eliminate carbs out of your diet, and this is, this is what causes this huge misconception is, uh, you will drop weight fast. Um, if you cut carbs out of your diet for one or two or three or four days, you're going to drop weight fast. Um, but this is not fat. What this is, is it is a water reduction. And I want to explain what this means, because it's really, really confusing. In fact, when I had this conversation with my client early this week, she had told me that she had eliminated carbs for four days and dropped three pounds. Um, and she's a small person as it is. But this is this is what happens. Um, insulin. Remember I told you your insulin spikes when you eat a lot of carbohydrates? Well, the absence of carbohydrates means uh, the absence of insulin. So when insulin goes down, your kidneys start shedding excess sodium from your body. We all know less salt, less water, your blood pressure is going to go down. Glycogen um, is what your body stores in carbs in the, this form of glycogen. Um, and this is actually uh, in the form of water. It binds your muscles and liver uh, together. When your carbs intake goes down, the glycogen levels in your body also go down, which causes the water to go down in your body. Um, I've talked about this so many times, so I'm gonna bring up the, the old sponge analogy again. Um, this is like taking a sponge and sitting it out in the sun and letting it dehydrate. So now you have this sponge, it looks the same, uh, it has the same dimensions, uh, but all the water has been sucked out of it because it has been dehydrated. Um, if you put the sponge on the scale, it's going to weigh less, um, but it looks the same. So technically, you have not lost any weight. You're just dehydrated. So as soon as you replenish that water um, by eating anything that has uh, any sort of hydration in it, um, that sponge is going to fill back up and it's going to weigh what it weighed before it was dehydrated. So it's very, very misleading um, when uh, people eliminate carbs and drop this weight. They think they've done this greatest thing by losing weight, and it's, it's not. Um, it is temporary, and it is not, uh, it is not true weight loss. So uh, the, this does not happen um, to nearly the same extent on a higher carbohydrate diet. So don't think that um, if you are somebody that is on a low-carb diet, if you're doing keto and you're listening and you're thinking, wow, you know, I'm going to start incorporating carbohydrates in my diet, does that mean that um, I'm going to blow up and, and have all this water retention? You're not because your muscles are just going to uh, go back to their normal uh, source and they're going to have the normal amount of glycogen uh, that they would have in, in, in any normal case. Even though there's a lot of people that use this argument against low-carb diets uh, in reducing the water weight, uh, and, and they still say that it's still water and water is still weight. Um, my point in this is um, if you are on a low-carbohydrate diet and you do lose weight, um, you have to sustain the low-carb diet in order to keep that low weight off um, permanently. Um, so basically that means... Uh, 
no more carbs, and uh, you'll see that weight stay off. The second you incorporate carbs, uh, the weight will go back on. All right, so I do want to end with leaving you with the top um, carbs and the proper amounts per meal uh, so that you know some good carb sources to incorporate into your diet. So quinoa. Um, it is probably one of the biggest uh, power foods out there now. Uh, quinoa is actually a seed, but a lot of people consider it a grain. Uh, quinoa, a good amount of quinoa cooked, is about a half a cup of cooked quinoa. And I know that's not a lot, but uh, it is enough to give you some fiber, some protein, and some carbohydrates. Oats, uh, oats can be funny because if you cook them for a long time, you're going to get a lot more. So what I like to say is a half a cup of dry oats is an appropriate amount. So obviously, if you cook them, um, you can decide how puffy you want to make them. Um, bananas. I know that this is this is a misconception because everybody says bananas are bad. They have a lot of sugar. Correct. But you don't want to eat a bundle of bananas. Um, if you throw a half a banana in your shake... Um, they're, they're a good carb, they have a good starch, a good sugar, and they're high in potassium, which is going to help regulate your blood sugar. Uh, sweet potatoes. Uh, if you're going to pick a potato, pick a sweet potato because they are higher in fiber. Um, they're the right type of carb to have, and they give you that fiber, which is going to give you that balance. Um, any type of beetroot vegetables. So this includes beets. This includes parsnips. Um, these are the type of roots that you want, and they are a carb. So we're not always talking bread. Um, we're talking roots. Um, and then, of course, uh, your beans. Uh, legumes, uh, garbanzo beans, Chickpeas, lentils are all part of the legume family. Uh, cooked chickpeas contain a lot of great carb and fiber, and they are a good source of plant-based protein. So with all of this great information that you've had, I hope that you take it with you, and I hope that you always, always, always know and include a carb with every single meal. It will give you that kick in your step that you always wanted. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's go, make no excuses now, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now, let's go, your time is running out, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now, it's not It's all about where 